have a situation where we're looking very strongly at sinks and showers and other elements of bathrooms. turn the faucet on in areas where there's tremendous amounts of water, where the water rushes out to sea because you could never handle it. Water. When you turn on the faucet, you don't get any water. Cool water, clear water, water, water. They take a shower and water comes dripping out. Dripping out, very quietly dripping out. People are flushing toilets 10 times, 15 times, as opposed to once. They end up using more water. So EPA is looking at that very strongly, at my suggestion. You go into a new building or a new house or a new home, and they have standards on where you don't get water. You can't, you can't wash your hands, practically. There's so little water comes out of the faucet. And the end result is you leave the faucet on, and it takes you much longer to wash your hands. You end up using the same amount of water. water. So we're looking at uh, very seriously at opening up the standard. And there may be some areas where we'll go the other route, desert areas. But for the most part, you have many states where they have so much water that it comes down. It's called rain. Quietly tripping out. Quietly tripping out. Ladies and gentlemen, we interrupt our program of dance music to bring you a special bulletin from the Intercontinental Radio News. It's time for a Peculiar Podcast, hosted by Pat Cashman. Gorgeous to look at. And Lisa Foster. She's dangerous. She, you're on. Ready or not, it's Pat and Lisa. <laughs> can you dig it? Yeah, yeah, I can dig it, yeah. It's love and time. Now, whether you think these this group is a cool group or not, uh, maybe it's beside the point. They've had a lot of hits. I mean, they've had a ton of hit songs. Kind yeah. of, I guess you'd call them kind of light rock or folk rock or whatever. Sometimes late when things are real and people share the gift of gab between themselves. Uh, America is the name of the band, and I was just watching an interview with them the other night on TV. And a guy, one of the two mem members of America, they started with three members, they're down to two now. He said something that is so true, and I've heard it said before, and it is, is because the guy asked him, he said, the interviewer said, don't you get tired of doing all these concerts? I mean, you're traveling all the time. And he said, no, we love performing. We never get tired of it. We never get tired of doing our songs. The audience is always different. Something different happens every time. And so mm -hmm. it's always terrific. So the performing part is great. It's the travel that kills yeah. us. It's yeah. getting on the planes. It's driving in the cars. It's it's eating lousy food. It's sleeping in hotel rooms with lumpy beds and all this, all the other stuff. Uh, and, and, and even and, 
And even if that all were not the case, it's still just the focus and the detail you have to pay attention to to get from your your garage to the place you're supposed to work. There's an enormous amount of steps and details, right? Even if everything goes perfectly, which is still exhausting. Yeah. I just wanted to inter- I just want to interject that. No, you're right. And because I, I was thinking of you when uh, yeah. when I when he said that because I I know that you're in really the thick of your travel time right now and it can that can be debilitating as you Yeah. as the year wears on. I'm so tired. I haven't slept a wink. I um I was really happy to see you and Patty for dinner last week. Yeah, you which came was through Central middle. Oregon but with your work. Man, man, I was so exhausted. I was just tired. If it were anybody else, I got to tell you, I probably would have begged off and said, I just can't. I can't make it. Yeah. But uh, but but it was really nice to see you. And yeah, I'm 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 home now for a bit. But um, I'm I've been sleeping the past few days, just catching up on my rest. Um, there's something about being at home with your own pillow and your dogs. And yeah. um, well, know, I got to so. tell you, you taught a class or two here in uh, this area uh, that day. And I uh, so and then I got a call from a guy that that I know a bit and he had gone to your class. And yes. so he was asking so- me, you know, what do you think? I mean, is this a real deal? Should I? Uh, because what you basically do when you travel is, correct me if I'm wrong, but you're giving an introductory sort of class and telling people what to expect, what the business is like, how it works. Yeah, and, and but then they have the who, option of continuing on with more pe- instruction after that. For people who don't know, this is for voiceovers, so yeah, I'm sure I guess people I should have said might that. not know. So. One small voice speaking out in honesty, silenced, but not for long. Yeah, so that, yeah, there's uh, typically a lot of these fun little community uh, adult ed classes that you can learn all sorts of things. And very often, most people come to my class out of curiosity about the business, but there are quite a few people who decide that this is something they want to get into. So um, the the introductory class is designed just to give people information about it. But yeah, there's a lot more to becoming a voiceover talent than just a two-hour class. So um you know, under and, and that's not unique to our business. It's like anything else. You got to learn the craft. But, well, I gotta, uh, I gotta tell you, from when you first got into this thing, uh, first of all, I know you think this is corny, but I, I feel a certain amount of uh, almost parental protection for you. I and know. I, and and I I, know. it reminded me at first, uh, <laughs> back in the day, they used to when you'd get a matchbook, in the on the inside cover, there's the, they would there would be ads for things like. Can you draw? Do you have art talent? Yeah. Uh, and then they would have you draw a little something, and then you'd mail it in to some address that's on the matchbook. And yeah. then what do you know, almost without fail, lo and behold, every time people would get letters back that say, you do have art talent. <laughs> no matter for, how bad the Yeah, no matter. Is. Yeah, you could draw a stick figure, and they'd say, hey, you ha- you show promise. See? Yeah. yeah, and then they would then they would reel you in and get you to spend more money to develop your quote art talent. Uh, I consider it kind of a scam, and and I wondered. Oh, that is a scam totally. about about doing your voice stuff. Whether you were bringing people in who said, "Well, my friends say I have a good voice, so maybe I should get into the uh, voice business for doing commercials and narrations and things of that nature." <laughs> Well, you, you say, and well, first I of do. all, your friends are wrong. And you have a terrible I voice. Do. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. 
Well, and having a good voice is subjective anyway. It's yeah, like, sure. You, you know, that that voice you just did to me is really annoying, but I'll bet you somebody would hire that guy to do a political ad. I bet you. It's so I bet funny. You somebody would. Yeah, it's so funny you would say that because I, you know, I grew up and maybe a lot of our listeners did in a time when, when you would hear an announcer on a commercial, they were almost always like this, you know, they'd be. Are you tired of having the same old... It'd always be a guy like that. Yes, I yes, know. Yes. See your super chemtone dealer tomorrow. Then you too will want this beauty in your home. Super chemtone. And now it's like any anybody can do voiceovers, and I think that's great. Yeah, it's... You, a, they want people it, to sound like regular people, mm-hmm. not announcers. Yeah. Exactly. It's yeah. very true. It's very yeah. true. But, uh, yeah, so I don't know what, he, what, you, what you told him about me, but um, he... He has a fantastic voice, but here's the thing. Yeah, I tell does. people this all the time. Not everybody with a good voice wants to do voiceovers. That's that. My job isn't to convince people whether they should or shouldn't do voiceovers. My job is to tell people whether they can or can't. And just because yeah. you can doesn't mean you should. Well, that's so, my. That was my point in bringing this up. Is that you will be more candid with people. You won't just say. Come on, let's spend more you money know, with us. When you, you know what? When in your heart, you know they they're never gonna. They don't have a future. I told uh, I I I usually um, qualify this in class when I say to people, I'm going to send you a voice evaluation, and I tell them I'm going to be honest with you. Don't take it personally. Don't take it personally. Most people don't, but I cannot tell you. I can tell you. I don't know why I said it that way. I can tell you. I have had several people just rip me a new one for saying you just you You just dashed their dream yeah i know but it's like wouldn't you i mean sure somebody said to me well sure lise you could totally be a swimsuit model look at you (laughs) i'd be like really okay it was an itsy bitsy teeny weeny yellow polka dot I would much rather them just say, look, I know your dream is to be a swimsuit model, but that's just not where your strengths lie. Yeah. You should think about something else where her looks don't matter, like voiceovers. In fact, strengths is a funny word that I just used because <laughs> you'd make an excellent weightlifter, I think. <laughs> or somebody could use you for weightlifting. Yeah. I I, I've had people tell me, and I can't re- tell you how many times over the years people have said, you got no. You've got no future in radio. You'd be lucky to hold a radio job more than three years. But yeah. I, I didn't listen to them. Yeah, and, and by and, God, they were right. But, <laughs> but I didn't listen to them. And you, and you make a good point. I'm not the be all end all of who should or shouldn't get into voiceovers. And I've, I've had people come back around and do another a reading where they were perfectly fine often people are very nervous or they have some sort of you know speech pathology issue i don't know but again it's that's subjective too when i'm listening to voices i've missed the mark on people i said yeah you sound like you'd be great and then they sucked and i've had people say i've told people i just don't think it's there and they've come back around and proved to me that they can do it so it's very subjective but you remind you remind me of a bit i did on the tv show i was on which people told me I had no business being on, and they were right about that too. But I, yeah. uh, it was called Speaking Dynamics Institute, and I found an old piece of film. It had this very 
uh, shaky-legged uh, old man on there wearing a suit. He looked very uncomfortable. He, his eyes were darting all around. He looked like the worst, you know, speaker in the world. It was some piece of film that was, you know, for a electric company. It, was, it wasn't even a commercial. It was something for electric company employees to watch, I think. And, uh, and so uh, here's a bit of it. Would you like to be a more effective communicator? Able to speak with real confidence and command? Now you can. Here's the president of Speaking Dynamics Institute, Mr. Marvin Placidwheel. How are you? I hope you are doing very well and that everything about you is going along just extra marvelously. Did you notice what I just said? And the engaging way I greeted you? Those are just some of the invaluable spills that you can, I mean the invaluable skills that you can learn if you come to the Speaking Dynamics Institute. Enroll now at Speaking Dynamics Insta. Toot. Now I did that goofy little voice and I married my voice my voice like that to the man on screen and the effect was was absurd because he was supposed to be selling you on going to speaking dynamics school institute and he was the worst speaker in the world so yeah exactly. so that that takes that takes what you're talking about to the height hey i got an idea let me be a guy that you have called up you he's taken your initial course and you have determined he has no future in this, and he shouldn't spend any more money on it. And okay. let, re, create the call. Let's create okay. the call. I'm the guy, and you're going to tell me the bad news. Okay? All right. All right. Ah, phone's ringing. Where Where did I leave the phone? Where is it? Where I... Can't remember where I left the damn thing. Where? I... Shoot! It could be that woman from the voiceover place calling. Where did I leave the phone? Where where did I... Where did the... Oh, here it is. It was in my pants. Hello? Hey, Pat. It's Lisa Foster. From oh, hi. Hi, I was just thinking about you. Yeah. I was wondering... I was wondering, uh... I got my, uh... $10,000 here to spend to keep on going with your fine company. Uh... How do I proceed? Well, I'm eager to get started. Yeah. So first of all, we don't we don't work with everyone, as as I mentioned in class. Well, I realize uh, I'm one of the privileged few. I get that, and I thank yeah. you for that. Yeah. Yeah. So I there were a lot of things I liked about your voice. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> Me too. What are you and laughing about, ma'am? I'm just thinking back to the joke that we I told in the class last night, which was, I thought, kind of funny. I don't know if you remember it or not, but... Um, no, I, I don't remember. No, yeah. Anyway, so... Uh, so many you funny know, jokes. First, let me ask you this. Yeah. What, what brought you to class? Call how me Carl. Carl, how long have Even you Even though my of... name is Dwayne, I like people to call me Carl. Okay, it says Pat here, but that's okay. Um, what, what? How long have you thought about doing voiceovers? Have people told you that you have a good voice? Well, they don't tell me outright, but uh, yeah, they, I kind of get the feeling they think that. Yeah. yeah. Why? 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 Why did you think? that? Well, I just think they think I 
have a commanding voice. Yeah. And uh, like I, I guess I first started out when I was in school. I was one of those school yeah. crosswalk kids, and I would go, "Hey, don't walk there. There's a oh, car coming." Yeah. Ow. Okay. And uh, people, yeah, don't people do that. notice that. Don't, yeah. Don't do that. Yeah, I can see that. They yeah. Do notice that. Um, so here's here's the deal. Uh-huh. Um, yeah. mm-hmm. There's there's yeah. some things that I like about yeah. your voice, but yeah. I just feel uh-huh. like it's probably not marketable. I think there's here here's what's so funny. Have you ever heard yourself recorded and played back? Because oftentimes we think we sound very different than we really do sound. Like normally people feel they sound deeper and richer than they actually do, and that I, I can do all kinds. Yeah, I could do deep. Can you? Yeah. Let me hear. Hey, you kids, you don't cross there because there's a car coming. Okay. See, sounds like you're strangling yourself while you're talking. Is that what are you doing there? I I, I was strangling myself. Yeah, it sounded exactly like that. So, so I don't want to. I don't want to take up too much of your time. But as I said, I got nothing but time. Yeah, I just I don't. I don't. I haven't worked in about three years. Yeah, I don't. Well, I I think that this. What kind of work did you do, hours. by the way? What what sort of work do you do? Uh, I was uh, I worked on a loading dock and. Oh, okay. It wasn't that bad because yeah. I was just lifting styrofoam. It's a yeah. styrofoam company. You sound really little. Yeah, I think that that's just. You well, sound, I guess maybe I sound, sound little. Actually, I'm five eight and a half. Yeah, you sound that's tiny. not so little. Yeah, you could though. I bet. Um, I, I have, have you looked into like stage acting or screen acting? Um, no, I want to do know? what you do. I want to do yeah. voice acting. Yeah. I want to do commercials. Yeah. I want to do books you on can't. tape or Carl, tape on books. Carl, you can't. You just you, you can't. You're, name, you're not good. I thought it was Doyle. You can't. Dwayne. You just can't. I'm sorry. I I hate to tell you that, but I just it's you can't do it. <laughs> I know. Hey. <laughs> hey, it's okay. Hey, hey, Carl or Doyle or whatever your name is. Yeah. Can you do a Can you do a girl voice? No. Oh, okay. No, I, I was gonna say. Because I'm a well, man. Well, you kind of sound like you're doing a girl voice right now. <laughs> Maybe that's a way we can get you going. You think so? Um. No, I don't. <laughs> I'm just trying. I'm sorry. <laughs> Goodbye. All right. All right. Goodbye. <laughs> Goodbye. Well, it's hard. Now, here's the deal. Yeah, no, I, it must be br- I'm brutal a chicken. to help I'm a chicken. I don't call people. I send them an email. I just, yeah, I'm a chicken. And <clears throat> you would send them a tweet. <laughs> yes, exactly. Yeah, you wouldn't but, tell them in uh, person they were fired. Yeah, I, I had a gal, a woman come with, um, she had an adult autistic daughter. And what I find interesting about, um, I, I will get occasional uh, autistic students in my class because they're very good at mimicking. They can hear very well and they mimic very well. The challenge is that this is not an industry for mimicking or imitations. Very rarely is that really even called for. So I had to, and she and she was, she had a bit of a reading problem as well, which is a you know kind of a basic thing when you're doing voiceovers. You got to read a script, and I just sent a really gentle email. Along the same lines, I there were things about your voice I liked, but I think you have some more things to work on, blah, blah, blah. And that lady, she just ripped me a new one for crushing her daughter's dream and how dare I and da-da-da-da-da and, and I'm going to help her get do this. And, and I had to email her back and get a little um, 
real with her and say, you know what? Uh, this industry is not an easy industry. I've had recording sessions where, first of all, you're going to have a, a ton of different bosses, which are your clients or your directors. And I've had very challenging recording sessions where I've been on the verge of tears because the they were, you know, the directors weren't particularly nice. Well, or I, I thought it I was from the paper cuts. Yeah, or or I was I was having a bad day, and I said they first of all they're gonna want to direct her, not you. She's the talent, and if she can't stand up to those types of of sessions where she's gonna have to take direction, and everything's quick, as you know, Pat, you've been in it's quick. It's like let's do this take, let's move on. Time is money. We got other things happening, and I just I had to be honest with her and say, you know, if you want, go for it. I I just would never ever encourage you to to move forward with yeah. this. Have you ever been in a recording session? We'll get on to something else there. Have you ever been in a recording session? You've got the producers, you've got the agency people all in another room, and you're in the room by yourself, and they go, and rolling, and you go, take one. And you do the read, mm -hmm. and they say, and you stop, and they go, that was perfect. Yeah. We're done. We're done. Let's take it. That that that's, You don't have to read it again. That was perfect. See you later. Are you asking me if that's happened to me? No. That's Has it ever right. happened in history? <laughs> never. Yeah, exactly. No, no it doesn't matter what, how good the first What typically is. happens, what typically happens, <laughs> as you know, is that you'll do a, the first take, they'll go, that was perfect. That was perfect. Let's yeah. do another one. And I, wait a minute. Now, wait a minute. You just said that was perfect. Why are we yeah. doing another one? So, but, so then you will go and you'll do like, I don't know how many takes, and they will almost always circle back to the first one you did. Right. Yeah, almost exactly. always. Yeah. Almost always. Yeah. yeah. And then they'll say, can you go back and do it the way you did it the first time? And you're like, could you just replay that so I that, know exactly That was four days ago. Yeah, I don't know. Right. The first time ever I saw your face. Which is where your mouth was located and your voice was coming from out of that. I thought the sun rose. In your eyes. Which, was, which was just above your nose, uh, which was above your mouth, which was where your voice was coming and from. The moon and the stars. Which has nothing to do with your voice, actually. Were the gifts you gave. And if you'd have given gifts, you might have gotten the job. To the It is dark in that studio, come and to think the of it. empty skies. Okay, I can't do anything with that lyric, so forget it. Anyway, so you so you were you were initially talking about the, the challenge of travel and yeah. you had you had mentioned before we started taping, you know, kind of all those horrible things. And then you said something about, and then you got to sit next to the sweaty fat guy in the middle seat, too, on a plane, which is yeah. never, never fun. Well, but you, have you ever been sitting on a plane and you, it's kind of a little game I play. Uh, if I'm one of the first seated, then I will watch the people getting on board. And I'll, and I'll say to my wife, especially if we're sitting in it like three across, yeah. I'll say, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to show you the person that's going to be sitting next to us. <laughs> and, and then you'll see them. It could be an enormous man. 
It could be somebody that's sneezing and coughing. It yeah. could be a woman with a little kid that's got snot running down his face. <laughs> uh, you, you can tell who's going to be sitting next I to you. I know. Yeah. Well, they say that's the law of attraction, that, that you wish it not to be, and it just comes racing towards you. So, yeah, that's, 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 that's <laughs> yeah. the deal. But I did have a situation where I got upgraded to first class. Um uh, this was a, oh, I don't know. It doesn't matter when it was. And that is such a it luxury. It matters to me. It's such a luxury to be, oh, it's like, oh, really? Oh, God, okay, first class. This is awesome. The hot nuts and the hot wet towels and the little tray of food. So and you awesome. like your hot nuts, do you? Yeah. Hot nuts. Anybody here want to buy my nuts? nuts. Hot nuts. I've got nuts for sale. One for five, two for ten. If you buy them once, you buy them again. Selling nuts. Hot nuts. You buy them from the peanut man. So I was all excited and happy and it's like, yay, I'm going to just kick back and I'm going to read or sleep or I've got room. Nobody's touching me or coughing on me. And this older woman sits next to me. Hi, I'm sitting next to you. And she says this. She says, um... Dogs aren't allowed on the plane, young lady. I'm, I'm not... I'm not a very good flyer. I hope my noises don't bother you. <laughs> what? And I said, I said, um, what? She goes, I'm not a very good flyer, and I, I'm going to probably make some noises, and I hope it doesn't bother you. I said, no, it doesn't bother Although I, she, would, she wasn't super specific about what the noises were going to be. Can you hold on just a second? Yeah, all right. Hey! <laughs> Shut up! <laughs> There, God, that just reminded me of an episode of Lassie. <laughs> Lassie! Lassie! Hey, shut up! Starring June Lockhart. Hey! And, of course, Lassie. Shut up! <laughs> so. All right. Um, it worked. So, so we... So we get going, and I'm all ah, first class, and this is awesome. And she and I are talking, and she's a she's a very nice older woman. She she's a she works with um, a, a philanth a very high falutin philanthropy group oh, here in Seattle. Her. No, she's, she's not that precious. old. Make her a little young. No, she's not that old. But <laughs> so so we start going and right in the middle of the sentence she just she slams her head back into the seat and goes and grips the armrest as we start the yeah. taxi. Not the not the drive into the tax as soon as we start the taxi. She's like, Oh, 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 oh. And I and I'm like and I said I looked at her and I said, Hey Um and I grabbed her hand. And I started talking about some ridiculously stupid story that happened to me on the road, just to get her mind off the takeoff, thinking that's going to be once we get up in the air, she's going to be. Did you ever see that? So I held. Did you ever see that movie where the plane crashes in the Andes and those people wind up eating each other? (laughs) Did you ever see? Yeah, Yeah. it's called Alive. Yeah, Yeah. it was really good. Yeah, the soccer team they ate each other. (laughs) They they started with the butt cheek strips. That's all I remember from that book. Delicious. <laughs> so, uh, nice we get up marbling. in the air, and she's she's fine, and we <laughs> and we kind of do our separate thing, and she's reading her book, and I'm reading mine, and we hit a turbulence. Bump. 
she goes down. She flops in <laughs> half. Her face on her knees going, oh, 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 oh. And I just, I felt so bad for her. So I started rubbing her back and uh, the stewardess comes by and she says, oh, they're not called stewardesses. Sorry, they're called flight attendants. So the flight attendant comes by and she's like, is everything okay? She's fine. I think she'll be fine. And and then as soon as the turbulence, she would pop back up and start talking about something. So anyway, my point is this. My whole first class upgrade turned into me holding this woman's hand and rubbing her back the whole time. And I didn't mind it because I could tell she was in distress. But I just wanted to say that even when things do go right and you do get the most luxurious accommodations and stuff, sometimes it's fraught with yeah. problems. I was exhausted when I got off that flight. I was so tired. I was yeah. exhausted there is, there from is helping a great, her. Uh, there's a great equalizer in life, and it's coming sooner or later. Hey, let me ask you this. I just saw this article in the New York Times, and and doesn't matter that it was in the New York Times. It just gives me a chance to sound like I'm really smart. That's why I mention it. Yeah. Uh, I canceled the New York Times. I read the Washington oh, Post now. Oh. Yeah. I read the New York Post. Yeah. Uh, and yeah, the Inquirer, whatever. of course. Uh, it, it was yeah, a whole USA article. Of, the, basically, the thrust <laughs> of it was that, and I forgot my notes, but the the, uh, the TSA, the, the Transportation Board, has uh, yeah. been working now. They're trying to curb the number of comfort animals that are being, being on board planes. Uh, and they have some mm-hmm. anecdotes about one, uh, a medium-sized dog racing around through an airplane that's like 30,000 <laughs> feet in the air, and it's spraying diarrhea toward passengers throughout oh, the cabin. Oh, no. Yeah. Poor thing. Well, yeah, poor thing. But uh, I guess the point of it is there is, as you know, a difference between service animals and what what they uh, they call support animals. Yeah. Support pets. Yeah. And service right. animals, by dint of the fact that they are a service animal, they have to be trained to be a service animal. You don't just point to a, a dog and say, there's my service animal. They have to go through training. Right. Whereas uh, these uh, support creatures don't. You just decide, uh, right. this uh, uh, salamander is my support animal. Makes yeah. me feel better. Yeah, he makes and me so feel And so they bring calm. them on planes and, and, and sometimes and with disastrous results like that diuretic dog I just told you about. <laughs> and so I'm just wondering okay. if you have, uh, since you travel so much, I don't, but have you experienced animals on planes? Yeah, you want to know what you want to know what my animal support it my support animal on the plane is? It's a bottle of a little <laughs> vodka. That's my animal oh, support geez. on the plane. Oh. Two bottle, little bottles of vodka. They keep on pouring luck into my drink. And it gets so that a man can hardly think. They say you gotta do just like the locals here do. One more nasty of you, you'll be speaking Russian too. When I flew home from Bend, by the way, from your little airport, um, first of all, it was shocking. I have not been on a plane that has not been full in ages. It was shocking. I was in first class all by myself. I'm not nobody next to me. I mean, I love that. And there was a woman who had. I know there was a woman who had a King Charles Cavalier that said uh, support animal on his the little dog harness. said that. Oh, oh. Mm-hmm. On his harness. Yeah. So. so yeah, I thought, hey, but I, I see dog, people travel something. with. 
I see, I see people with their dogs in their little dog carriers that can fit yeah. under the seat, yeah. which I think is really cool. I would love to take my dog with me, but he's yeah. too big. I, I, I too myself, big, so. and I'm sure people do it all the time, but I can't conceive of our dogs being put back in the cargo hold or something. I just couldn't handle that. Yeah. I and know. And you hear some bad stories yeah. about that. Uh, anyway, it, yeah. it's a lot of uh, veterans and service people, uh, you know, uh, military service people that have had various problems that you couldn't tell by looking at them that they have a disability, right. but they might have had a number of brain surgeries or whatever. And so they need their their service animals. But now because of the behavior of these support animals, uh, it's giving their mm-hmm. service animals a bad name. And they're having trouble getting right. on, getting them on planes. You got to verify that it's a bona fide service animal. Years ago, right. I think that's right. I think yeah. that's, that's and, should and so be. they're think, they're looking yeah. into those rules now. The transportation authorities are to make sure that uh, there's some kind of regulations that. Uh, and you have to pay extra for those too. You can't just pop on a plane with a service or a support. Well, now animal. according there's, to this article, f- they're. Uh, there are actually groups, and there's even websites that tell you how you can get your animal on board for free, if if I if, know that's, if you can. Uh, that's what I'm yeah, saying. Exactly. But I mean, they can. If you if it's a service animal, they uh, yeah. they do ride mm. free. Ah, I don't know any more than that, but uh, I just wanted a view to experience. Hey. I'm going to ask you one more thing about travel, uh, just quickly. Okay. Another article I read because uh, I I travel infrequently but i always see these things at the airport and the people getting in line and i know about tsa pre-check which i know is a program yes. that you're a yes. part of that, that lets people leaving from airports uh, in the u.s uh, access a shorter line through airport security and you don't in many cases don't have to leave your laptops and your liquids uh, on you can keep them in your bag and your shoes and your belt and your, and your shoes underpants on. and your yep. and your false teeth and all that stuff <laughs> And if, but you, yes. now what did you, you had to, they said you have to schedule and complete a 10 minute in-person interview with a TSA yeah. official that includes fingerprinting, a photograph. And then yep. they, after that, yep. they say, nah, you're cool. We know, we know who you are. Yep. You can, you can go on and. Yeah. And it lasts for years. Like, like why, why wouldn't I, you know, I could go, oh, I shouldn't say this. They're going to come to my house. Never mind. Here's what, then this article also lists the pros and cons. The pros are that you have less time waiting in line, but the cons are that it's only applicable for airport security. Doesn't get you through lines of any other kind. Like if you were, uh, I don't, I don't know what else you would use it for. And, and it doesn't. I don't think it. Well, I don't think it gives you carte blanche if you're traveling internationally. No. And and it doesn't get you on the airplane any quicker either. If depends yeah, on your good seat point. assignment. But but the TSA lines now are so long that it's like <laughs> at SeaTac Airport, you just have to laugh because I'm used to them now. Before there'd be hardly anybody in them, and now it's just as long as the regular line. But they yeah. move fast. They they, they move very. very but quickly. the thing I've seen at the uh, uh, SeaTac Airport and others occasionally is this program called yeah. Clear, and that yep. is not a TSA company it's a privately owned nope. company that uses your fingerprints mm-hmm. and is to verify who you are but mm-hmm. the problem is it's like 179 dollars a year yeah and and, yeah, and if you're only expensive. going on a, a few trips for a few minutes a year that it's hard to justify yeah uh, so they say if yeah. everybody else 
should probably skip it unless you you're a sports fan and you go to games all all over the country. So the pros are right. that it removes yet another line, but the cons are that it's expensive. And you don't get pre-check yeah. or global entry. And then they talk about a couple right. others. Global entry is one that would let you basically travel all over the world, I guess. And then mobile transport is a free app that is another private company that you can get on your phone. Let you access a separate shorter line at passport control when you're going to certain airports and ports. But Here's the deal, though, too. that This does not rule out what they call random... Uh, body checks like like you can be a TSA pre-check but they still have a random where the little light will go off and they'll go sorry ma'am you've been uh, selected for a random screening you would you please step over here and take your pants off or whatever it is it's very annoying and I for you know that sounded reason, like Carl a little bit that guy that was <laughs> in your class it was his twin sister and it happens to me all the time. I've got this TSA pre-check, and I think I'm just going to go sailing on through, and then I get the beep, beep, and uh, there they yeah, pull me aside yeah, and yeah. pat my hair. And Well, uh, I, I must have a, a certain look about me because I'm often pulled out of line. You know, like when I l- yeah, look through your really? luggage, sir, please. But then on the other hand, sometimes yeah. I'll get a TSA pre-check. For no particular reason, I am given the same privileges that you are who went through the the test and all of that stuff. Yes. I don't know what that is all about, but you're right. I, I've been in line with people who go, oh, yeah, I got the TSA. Oh, I didn't. So they had to step. So the person they were with, they just randomly yeah. sometimes throw people through a TSA yeah. pre-check, which yeah, is Yeah, I know weird. that's true. And maybe it's because maybe I've gone on a, on a flight three weeks or four weeks in a row. And then by then they think, oh, no, we, we recognize this guy's name. He didn't, he didn't blow up any planes on the previous trips. So he's okay. We'll put him on this pre-check thing this time. I don't know why. You can sit around and wait for the phone to ring. Waiting for someone to tell you everything. Sit around and wonder what tomorrow will bring. Maybe a diamond ring. Well, it's all right. When I had my birthday back in September... And we, and then mm-hmm. I, and then again recently for my wife's birthday, uh, we uh, sometimes we'll go out to dinner or something or our anniversary, you know, some we'll do something special. But this year's anniversary and my birthday, we did not go out to dinner. And what we had for dinner, and I don't know why this came up, but I was musing about it, and I said, you know what I miss? I miss. Uh, what I grew up with when I was a kid, and it was, we used to, occasionally my mom would bring home those hungry man Salisbury <laughs> steak dinners. Yes! Get two Salis- those were those, awesome! They well, were guess huge. what? They are awesome. I'm here to tell you. They're, yes! They're exactly what you remembered. If you ever had one yep. going to college or and, and growing up, they're exactly, you get, the, you get the two Salisbury steaks, the awesome gravy. There's a little dabble yes. of of cotton, of, of, of uh, uh, mashed, potatoes. mashed potatoes. There's some green beans, yep. and then there's a little mm-hmm. brown piece of cake in yes. the middle of it. Yes, little yeah. brownie. And so mm-hmm. we did that on those two occasions, and we liked it. <laughs> okay, Garvey, let's move it. But Tom, I'm hungry, and my Swanson Hungry Man entree tastes so good. 
It's meat and potatoes and plenty of meat. How about dessert? Oh, you want a hungry man dinner. Look, dessert, vegetables, and the second helping of meat is already in. Uh, good eating. That's hungry man dinners and entrees. Hey, play ball! Swanson Hungry Man Dinners and Entrees. The second helping of meat is already in. <laughs> I couldn't do it every day. And you know, and you have the feeling this, this yeah. isn't good for me. It can't be. Oh, And I don't I even know, know what it's a Salisbury probably... steak is for sure. I think it's just hamburger. But it, they gave it, <laughs> they gave it a name dinner. that sounds very, very much gourmet. Salisbury steak for you, sir? Yes, James. Salisbury steak. Would you like more of the Salisbury, sir? By all means, James. And additional mashed potatoes and gravy, sir. Oh, by all means, James. And more green beans, sir. No, James. Fewer green beans. And would you like more wine, sir? Perhaps from the Bordeaux region? No, James. I would like wine from the Green Springs region. Oh, the Annie, sir. Exactly, James. Cheers, sir. Anyway, there's nothing more to okay. it than that, except I'm here to endorse Hungry Man, Salisbury Steak. They have chicken, too, and some other uh, cuisine choices. They have turkey. turkey uh, yeah, they have tur- the turkey one. So the nutritional facts I've been looking up while you are been yapping away about how delicious it was. Do you want to well, know I, I think how I, much intu- you, you I think intuitively down? I know that there are... How many oh calories do you think you slammed there's down There's got to be 600 that. calories at least. Yeah, five five hundred and eighty oh calories. God. Yeah. How many how many grams of fat oh. do you think's in that little oh, puppy? <laughs> oh wait a second. This is actually seven hundred and eight. I was looking 708 at Seven hundred and eight calories? Oh wait, that no, that's this hungry man has a smoking backyard barbecue dinner. That's different. <laughs> so sorry, that's uh, different. I think you're good. So, so the, I'm actually uh, losing weight chicken. by choosing the Salisbury. Exactly. Steak. Yeah. That's good. Five hundred and eighty yeah. calories. <laughs> 32 grams of fat. You want to know how many grams of sugar and salt? You're, this is going to blow your mind. So there's four grams to a teaspoon of sugar. Do you know that? Four grams. There are 17 grams of sugar in that hungry man salad. Yeah. <laughs> but that's probably the little brownie. Yeah, bite. I mean, they're not putting salt, uh, they're not putting sugar into the green beans. They probably are. They Everything, the gravy probably has sugar, the salary meat has sugar. And guess how many. 1,200 milligrams of sodium. Oh, my God. That's like a that's like going to the store and buying a salt lick for dinner. 51 grams of, carb- of carbs. Oh, man. Jeez. No wonder I like Did it I so much. Did I suck all the fun? <laughs> I know. It's just a big puddle of fat and oil oh. and, and salt. And sugar, yeah, yum. Yeah. Those are my three favorite food groups. Well, I'm telling you, they are good. And, and, okay. and, and anything that tastes really, really good that's is not good. good for you, I think, is a joke. That's good eating, that's for that's sure. Okay. Yeah. Delicious. <laughs> I'm reading a really, really interesting book right now um, that uh, one of my favorite performers, which I got to go see him in Vegas before they croak, is Penn and Teller. Yeah. Uh, Penn, Penn Gillette wrote a book a couple of years back on how he lost 100 pounds. 
uh, how he made 100 pounds magically disappear. He's a very funny writer, so it's a very entertaining oh, He's book. great. He's but a lot he, of fun. He talks, he talks about this whole, this whole thing about plant-based diets and, and losing your, your taste for – he ate nothing but potatoes for two solid weeks to get his taste buds back because your taste buds – you need more salt. The more you eat salt, the more you need salt to make it taste salty. And you get trapped in this catch-20. Same with sugar. Uh, he ate potatoes for two weeks and had his first ear of corn after that and couldn't believe it. He said it tasted like candy. Just the ear of corn with nothing just on it. Just the natural sugars so, in it. Just the natural yeah. sugars in it. So it's a, it's a really, really very interesting book. But, um, yeah, that uh, Hungry Man situation yeah. you got going on, you better... Yeah. I know I've got to curb it, but I'm just telling you, I, it, it's it's unbelievably appealing, and it is exactly like you remembered. It's not one of those things that, you know, somebody decided. Well, you know, we should probably put less sodium in it because uh, <laughs> these are different times now. No, they they make it like time stood still. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, they were. They did not hop on the nutrition train that every everybody else did. That said, we're going to try to make our stuff more natural, and we're going to take you know take Forget stuff that. out. They probably no. They just because they've got it. They've got their base. Um, and it's so funny. This website I'm on is this guy just sitting in front of his hungry man dinner, just happy as can be. <laughs> he just looks really happy. He looks super happy. You made me so. I got a couple things I need to ask you about. All right, ask away. First of all, I sent you a text. You sent me a text this morning <clears throat> that said, "Hey, can we can we tape a little later than normal?" Yeah. And I just want it to be uh, on the on on the record that I responded to you by saying, "Yes, of course we can do that." When my typical reaction would be, sure, no problem. So I just wanted you to know that I'm very aware of this no problem thing anymore because... Oh, you, I'm off of that s- now. You have such an issue. Well, I I'm so ephemeral. I, I just, I'm, I'm on something and then I'm off of it. So forget all of that. Well, it's already irrelevant. Well, but Michigan State University is was advising, this, hap- this happened this summer. It's an article I found in a magazine I hadn't read. It told their employees that they shouldn't say no problem to their customers. They're saying just don't don't say no problem because apparently uh, they did a presentation called Inclusive and Culturally Sensitive Service. And that's they said that saying no problem is a trigger that could lead a customer to believe that they could be a problem. See, that's what I said and not as articulately so as that. It's more calming, they say, to say you're welcome. So yeah. I guess there's two different See, that was my point. Situations by using that come the word up. problem, you're know, introducing wait, the wait, idea that wait, there could be a problem. But wait, but wait, there's two different situations where saying no problem comes up where if 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 you said to me, "Can we can we do this a little later?" and I said, "No problem." I can't say you're welcome there. That doesn't fit. I think they're saying if you're like You could say your um, problem. Oh. <laughs> If you say to me, hey, listen, your elbow is on my seat, and I say, oh, I'm sorry, and then you say, no problem, that's different. I, I don't, there's a di- there's there's different uses for the phrase no problem is what my point is. 
Or I guess you could say, uh, uh, how about if I swing my elbow and smack you right in the nose and and break break right. it in three places? And then and then I say, hey, you just swung your elbow and hit my nose and broke it in three places. Yeah. And you said no problem. Yeah, no problem. <laughs> my elbow's fine, thank you. Yeah. I don't know. I'm just I'm staying away from it now. This because this this is the first I ever heard that it was a problem to actually say no problem. So I, no matter what somebody says to me, I say yes, of course. Well, but see, I want to follow that up with, yes, of course, no problem. When you drink about a gallon of coffee And you smoke your last cigarette When it's five o'clock in the morning, yeah And you haven't heard from her yet Son, you know you got a problem now I know you You got a problem now Well, here's another thing I've given up on, and, and I've only given up on it like two days ago. I'll probably be right back on it. But, oh, God. But you'd find me very annoying. If, if you're watching TV with me, and it's like mm-hmm. a news program, or they're interviewing somebody, and, mm-hmm. uh, and, it's, and I'm obsessed with the difference between the, um, the words less and fewer. Oh, I make that mistake all the time. There'll be less people there at the game this week. Yeah. No, there'll be fewer people at the game. Yeah. And I'm always, and my wife says, give it up. You've lost, (laughs) nobody says fewer. Everybody says less. Less, yeah. Just give up. And so so I'm giving up. It's like having the argument about the calories between these hungry men. Like yeah. the fried chicken one has less calories. No, it has fewer. I get yeah. it. I understand. It has to do with num- the difference between size and numbers. And but it's a lost. It's a lost case. I've given it up, and I'll leave it. Okay. Up. Well, here's one I'm not going to give up, okay. and I'm going to point this out every time I hear it. And it's just. I'm, I'm hearing it even in uh, on news channels. I'm hearing people who would otherwise be considered quite intelligent doing this, and it's bugging the hell out of me. Okay, what is and it? And this is people who are pronouncing the S sound like an SH sound. And I wrote down three words I heard this week uh, on television of people saying this. The first one was frustrating. That is so frustrating to me. It's not frustrating. It's Frustrating. 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 That is just frustrating. No H me. In there. It's not a frush. It's not frush. It's frust. It's frustrating. The other one I heard, the other heard, one I heard was during the impeachment hearings. I heard somebody say, striking. It's like, it's not striking, it's striking. Well, it's just striking that he would say that lie. No, that's not how you say it. Striking. And then the word just. I'm hearing that instead of just. So this 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 thing where people are, are pronouncing SHs where there's no SH is really frustrating the hell out of me. Well, I had a guy that went to a, kind of an elocution school. He's a, mm-hmm. a, a narrator, and he he always says things like, uh, the word opportunity is a good one. He'll go, opportunity, opportunity. <laughs> and and the, other one, the other one he always says is, he says, well, uh, that, uh, that'll be coming up next Tuesday. Not Tuesday, Tuesday. Tuesday. 
That'll be happening on yeah. Tuesday. Drives me nuts, but what am I going to say? Tuesday. Uh, it's like me. You pointed out to me, and many other people have, that if, I know. if I say the word treasure, I always say treasure. Treasure. T R A Y. Or major. M A Y. Major. Treasure. And they'll say, no, no. Don't say don't say treasure. Say treasure. And I, and I said, I can't hear the difference. What's the difference? You can't hear it's the a, difference? Between treasure and treasure? You, you're such a ding dong. One is T R A Y, treasure. Yeah, and the right. other one is tre, T R E H. That's a whole different sound. Well, shouldn't it be treasure? Like the word no. treat. Under, no. your, under your explanation, the word treat should be tret. Oh. No, that's not a, that's not a, a, at all tret. what I said. Trick or trick. <laughs> Do you hear yourself? No, not really. Oh, you're so annoying. Okay, do you have a joke? Uh, here's two other ones. Agree okay. to disagree. <gasps> I had that argument with a friend the other night. Yeah. She said, yeah, you know, it's just sometimes in the class that I teach that I just have to tell people that we just need to agree to disagree. I go, I just, I hate that yeah. saying. But that, that's I like, just that's like, hate that saying. They think they've put the period on the sentence, discussion is over, let's don't go any farther. And, and she and said, that well, that's not really, she said, that's not really what it means. What it really means is that we just need to all be open to everybody's opinion and their way of viewing things. That means that we're just going to agree that we don't have the exact same thought process. And I said, I just, it feels like a cop out to me. It feels like how can you even have a conversation? The whole point of having a conversation is try to explain yeah. uh, your point of view and, and I don't know. Yeah, that just it puts an like end to co- it. It sounds very dismissive. Yeah, it's a cop. Well, it's a cop. Well, out. let's just agree to disagree because you're an ass. And so I'm superior. Yeah, that just sounds. Yeah, I it agree. Just, I hate it. And then, with all due respect, Ooh, whatever comes I after know. that is not respect. I love that one. That's my very favorite passive aggressive thing to say. <laughs> <laughs> it is. Uh, I'm a huge fan of that one. Uh, here's another one. Now that you just got me thinking about this, the con- uh, conflation. Between the words opinion and fact drives me nuts. There's a senator on one of the talk shows, political talk shows that I was watching today that said, uh, some Fiona Hill had said that there's no, uh, there's no evidence. Uh, you got to stop this idea that the Ukraine interfered in our election. It wasn't the Ukraine. It was Russia. And yeah. then the senator today said, well, Everybody that's, knows that. that, that's her opinion. No, it's not her opinion. That's a fact yeah. based on her experience. Yeah. But, he, but yeah. by saying that's your opinion, I guess everything now in the world is opinions and there are no facts. Right. Yeah. yeah. And, and if, if you don't accept facts, then, you know, we're stuck. We're not getting out mm-hmm. of this mud hole. Yeah. yeah. Uh, can I just mention one more thing before we say goodbye? Yeah. Uh, first thing I'm going to mention is that I don't have a joke ready again. Well, that's what I just asked you. Oh, you and did? You totally, yeah, you okay. totally ignored me. All right, let me let me get on with the joke. I'll find one here. Oh, I've got a good one. I hope you like it. If you don't like it, if it doesn't make you laugh a little mm-hmm. bit, then I'll find mm-hmm. another, a secondary joke, okay? Here we go. Mother Teresa died and went to heaven. God met her and asked if she was hungry. And Mother Teresa said, I could eat. So God opens up a can of tuna and some rye bread and they, they share it. And as they ate, Mother Teresa looked down into hell and she saw people down in hell eating huge steaks 
They were eating lobster, they had expensive wine, they were having these beautiful flaming desserts, you know, that kind of stuff. Yeah. Mother Teresa says to God, you know, I'm really glad to be in heaven, God, but why do we just eat tuna and rye bread while down in hell they're eating like kings? And God said, well, for just two people, why bother to cook? <laughs> yeah. Okay, that's cute. Okay. It was cute. Well, yeah, not not a killer though. Uh, okay. No, because uh, it it didn't twist the way I thought maybe it was gonna twist. Okay. Well, I'll I'll just read tell you the joke. Here we go. The first Jewish president is elected. He calls his mother. Mama, I've won the election. You've got to come to the inauguration. Okay, that was Ber- supposed to be Bernie, but yeah, it's, I know it's, it's good. I know who it was. It's not Bernie though, but it, it, anyway, okay. the first he called the guy calls up and he says, "Mama, I've won the election. You got to come to the inauguration." And his mother okay. said, "I don't know about going to the inauguration. What would I wear?" <laughs> don't worry, I'll send you a dressmaker. Yes, but I only eat kosher food. Mama, I'm going to be president of the United States. I can get you kosher food. But how will I get there? I'll send a limo. Just please come, Mama. I'm going to be president of the United States of America. Okay, all right. If it makes you happy. Well, the big day comes, and Mama is seated between a Supreme Court justice and the former vice president. And she nudges them and says, You see that boy, the one with his hand on the Bible? His brother's a doctor. <laughs> Very good. I like that one. Okay, that's a wrap. Selling nuts, hot nuts. Anybody here want to buy my nuts? Selling nuts, hot nuts. I've got nuts for sale. One for one and ten for five. My hot nuts really satisfy. Selling nuts, hot nuts. I get them from a stoop down man. Jack and Jill went up the hill to get some nuts, but Jill got ill. I'm selling nuts, hot nuts, get them from the peanut man. Selling nuts, hot nuts, anybody here want to buy my nuts? Selling nuts, hot nuts, I've got nuts for sale. I knew a girl, her name was Daisy. I tell you people, she sure was nut crazy. Nuts, hot nuts, get them from a stoop down man. Lady who was nice and quiet when she got her nuts, you could hear her clean outside. I said, Nuts, hot nuts, get them from the stoop down man, get them from the stoop down man, get them from the stoop down man. Thanks for listening to Peculiar Podcast. Hey, goodbyes. <laughs> Join Pat and Lisa online at PeculiarPodcast.com. The gift that keeps on giving the whole year. And on the Peculiar Podcast Facebook fan page. Sweet. On Twitter at Peculiar Podcast, at Mr. Pat Cashman, and at Foster Chick. Join us and live in peace or pursue your present course and face obliteration. Oh.